0: EGRT Gaming Podcast, Episode 710, recorded on January 16th, 2024.
1: edition of the TD Gaming Podcast, and 543rd episode of Video Game Roundtable. I am TJ Denzer. I am Scott Kerr. And I am Jonah Falcon. The VGRT Gaming Podcast focuses on game news from around the industry. Right.
0: I'm just confused with this news item here. How in the world did Biden win the GOP
1: Iowa Caucus? Um, what? That's strange. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like, I this is, this is news to me
0: weird. It's very weird. How is that possible? Anyways, we're going to talk about video games. Uh, what have you been playing there, TJ?
1: Um, okay, I need to figure out what the non-embargoed answer is for this. Uh. You know what? This last weekend I was on a uh, business trip and uh, I played Smite <laughs> Do you all remember Smite? It's a yes. uh, it's a MOBA uh, it's getting from, it's,
0: uh, it's getting a sequel, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a mo- it's from the High Res Studios. It's a MOBA like that just features gods. It's behind the shoulder instead of like top down like League of Legends. Um, and they had their World Championship this last weekend, and they unveiled Smite two, and I got to fiddle around with it a little bit. Um. I gotta say, like, so, like, the big thing about this is that they're moving from, from Unreal Engine 3 to, not Unreal Engine 4, Unreal Engine 3 to Unreal Engine 5, and what a facelift for that game. Like, the characters look so much more in Unreal Engine 5, and, uh it was really cool. Like as far as just, like the, the mechanics go, it was, it was, it, it, it was smite. It felt like I, I haven't played since probably season three in there in season 10 now. But for me, it felt like getting back on a bicycle. And uh, when that bicycle is Loki and he's like an assassin, a stabby assassin in that game, that bicycle is very, very backstabby. Mm-hmm. Um, Just, so you know, it was, it's it, go ahead. It, it, it is like, it is like the typical MOBA setup where, like, you have three lanes, you have teams of five, you uh, you uh, have gods that are, like, assassin types, you have gods that are brawler and tank types, you have gods that are, like, mage and caster types. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 really cool what they're doing with that sequel, because, like, Smite, the original Smite has been around for more than 10 yes. years.
0: Well, here's the thing. Um, It was first in open beta... Well, first it was in closed beta in, in twenty twelve, and then it was in open beta in twenty thirteen. It was officially released on March twenty-fifth, twenty fourteen, and um guess what month they're saying it's coming smite two is coming out, so it might be exactly ten years to the day that's
1: uh that the first smite was officially released.
0: hmm Although it's a closed alpha
1: in right. spring twenty twenty. There's still a long tail on like development of this thing. They they only had ten gods in a in the playtest that I played and they uh they have 130 in uh, smite 1. Now what I can tell you right away is that like they want to get to that they want to get close to that number. They want to bring in all the characters that people have been playing for years. And uh but it's going to take some time. Like it won't take as much time as it took to build those characters for smite 3 because they have an idea of what they want to do with these gods. But they plan to get the number up to about a hundred characters by the time that the game releases, out of uh, out of like early access and playtesting.
0: Yeah, and you know it's funny with High Res Studios, it's like Unleashed. they try. They, they, like... What? Go ahead. No, I'm saying it's funny with High Res Studios is like they keep on trying to, you know, get another moba out there. I mean, they did Paladins that failed. Mm-hmm they did SMI- uh, they did rogue company that
2: failed
1: right and uh for them like at this point like smite is the one that that people have kind of stayed with the, it has a it has a pretty passionate community it has a working esports scene um which Interestingly enough, the teams that are in the Smite Esports League are like not like they're not optic, they're not fanatic, they're not like uh they're not the typical esports organizations that we've seen failing over the years. These are teams that are specifically built up for Smite. Yeah. Um it's just kind of interesting. Like, like this game I, I yeah, you're right. Hi-Rez has seen a lot of uh a lot of misses over the year with uh with the their attempts to branch out from that one but it kind of all just ends up going back to smite because that's the one that works the best for them
0: and smite also has one of the most toxic communities out there too
1: yeah i i don't know much about that uh like it's notoriously can, toxic i yeah i can see that because it's a moba for one and mobas just kind of bring bad vibes on people in my opinion I think the only one that I've ever played that didn't do that was uh, Pokemon Unite, and the reason for that is that Pokemon Unite doesn't have any text communication in it. (laughs) So you can't talk to people and tell them how much you hate them. Scott, what have you
0: been playing?
2: I've been playing the uh, Prince of Persia demo. I decided to try that out uh, when they announced that. Uh, It's a 2D side-scroller, which I know is a departure from the current line of prince of persia games that have been out
0: yeah but it's also it's also going back to the original jordan mechner
2: game yes I, I i used to play the old 1980s version of prince of persia and that one was very much like kind of its own unique uh platforming adventure game and uh it, and this is yeah it goes back to it so you're like exploring uh you know the, the terrain and it's uh you got these uh, little amulets that you put on your necklace, and they give you different powers and abilities. Uh, you have a bow and and the sword attack, and it's the the movements are really nice and smooth. And I like I enjoy the atmosphere of the the place that they they designed. It looks really nice. So I mean, it looks like a good game.
0: Um, I haven't really played anything new. we I we know what we're going to be playing after this weekend,
1: so. Are you ready to take the dive into Pal World? Oh, yes. I'll try not
0: to eat my Pokemon. <laughs>
1: uh, but mostly I've been
0: playing a lot of City Skylines, too. Um, I've also been replaying uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of War, and it's hard to it's hard to remember. This game came out over five years ago. It still plays and is buttery, buttery smooth, and it's still... Feels like a game that was released yesterday. It's really, really, really holding up. I can't say the same about Shadow of War. Shadow of War is a little janky, but I mean, not Shadow. I mean, Shadow of Mordor is kind of janky, the original, the first game. But Shadow of War is so good. It's still so good. And I've just been uh, recording it uh, for uh, for a Let's Play. So, uh, but other than that, yeah, just see Skylines too. Just you know, tweaking here, going there. Um, I don't know if we have it as a news items oh yeah we're gonna be talking about city skylines in a moment uh, but we're gonna go with quick news right now uh, Facebook projects ads for a popular board game votes for women saying it may impact the outcome of an election or pending legislation okay so two things one this is this is the second edition of the game two this is about women's suffrage Facebook are you saying? being uh, talking about women voting is going to affect the election? Is there a sizable group out there who don't want women to vote? Well, actually don't answer that cuz I know the answer to that.
2: <laughs> Which board game was this for?
0: Votes for women. It's a board game. Oh. It came, it came oh. out a while ago and they're they're doing their second edition. You know, they're they're updating oh. it. And it's all about, you know, uh, well, women's suffrage. And Facebook is nervous that somehow this is going to affect the election.
2: I, I don't know, that doesn't make any sense.
1: No it doesn't. Yeah, that's Facebook is going to get worse and worse this year like they did in 2020 and <laughs> like they did in 2016. Yeah, I, in this case, 2020
2: was going to I'm sorry, I knew 2024 was going to suck uh, even before getting into it cuz you yeah, you know what we're going to deal with now. Well,
0: here's the thing is that um the problem is that it was an automated uh, denial, and you know what it's like trying to get people on Facebook. Everything is AI. You can't talk to people, and, 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 and if you try to uh, contest it, it automatically rejects you no matter what. It's like no one checks it. So, this is just yet another bad look for Facebook. Um, so, the next news, I, uh, the next quick news is first Tekken 8 DLC character is revealed as Eddie Gordo. Uh, DJ, why don't you talk about this? Because you probably know more about this character than I do.
1: Eddie Gordo is the capoeira, uh, representative of Tekken. He, uh, he does a lot of, uh, odd moves, a lot of, uh, wave, like a lot of dancing in his, uh, combat, and he's very hard to pin down. He's also a little bit difficult to play, but if you, but as far as I remember, if you learned Eddie Gordo... You were annoying. <laughs> he, he's a he, he's a he, he's a monster in capable hands. Um, I saw a lot of folks a little chilled out on him with the uh, the hairdo because that hairdo that he's sporting in Tekken has kind of been <laughs> well we'll say overused on a uh, on on black characters and uh in recent media like it it goes back to killmonger and uh black panther like he was the one where people kind of noticed that hairstyle and were like oh yeah, oh man that hairstyle looks great and then we started seeing it on other characters like we we've seen it on uh well dj's third off outfit and in uh, in uh street fighter 6 uses it now um there was another prominent one that i remembered recently that I got it and i can't pull it to People, people point to echo from uh, league of legends but i think that he predated killmonger um either way a silly business a silly bit of business but i do think that it's like kind of kind of a sad state that like that is the hairstyle that they apply to a lot of uh, characters nowadays
0: frosted dreads. Way- in c- people in case are people are 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 wondering it's frosted dreads mm-hmm
1: Either way, Eddie Gordo is a cool character to start with. I think a lot of folks wanted him back either way, and I think that once they get a chance to play him and feel him out in Tekken 8, they'll probably care less about the hair and more about the character and how he plays. Or at least I would hope so, because he is cool. Like I'm happy to see him back. Um, And
0: uh, Tekken 8 comes out in just 10 days. Yep. Uh, The 26th
1: on Friday. We are right around the corner. And you're excited. Absolutely. This is probably going to be the best fighting game this year, unless something crazy happens. <laughs> like somebody, like, I can't imagine SNK shadow dropping Guru 2, but that is, like, the one of the few things I can think that could compete with this. Next news item is American Truck Simulator heading
0: to Missouri and latest announced expansion, and it comes after being in Nebraska and Arkansas. I'm going to tell you something. Euro uh, Truck Simulator 2 is overwhelmingly positive on Steam with over half a million reviews. Euro Truck Simulator and American Truck Simulator are huge. American Truck Simulator came out back in 2016, and here's the thing, you know, uh, Bus Simulator has gone downhill for me, you know, with 18 and 21. Um, You've seen me play it, uh, you know, uh, a TJ. So I think I might give American Truck Simulator a chance because um, I did enjoy another trucking sim that was on Xbox. Uh, American Truck Simulator is only on PC, it's only on Steam. So I'm definitely gonna try it at some point. They don't have New York yet, and if they do have, see, here's the thing: New York might be too small for them. So it's sort of like New York tri-state area, so you have New Jersey and Connecticut attached. Um, fine. Mm. Also, a uh, popular jail simulator, Prison Architect will get a 3D successor and will release on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X uh, on March 26th. I saw the trailer, and it's like everybody's just popping into 3D. Um, it. Have you ever played the original Prison Architect? No, I've not. Okay. So it's, it's highly regarded, and I remember back when it first came out, it's sort of like uh, when it was on Strategy Informer, it's sort of like I had to – Talk about each and every update to the beta. Uh, prison, Ar- prison Architect 2 is going to have better AI when it comes to um, people for uh, prisoners forming alliances and enemies in prison. So it's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, um, I always thought this style of game is a little bit dystopian, especially given the con the conversations over the last few years.
0: What, you mean prisons or, or the game type entirely? Because I know you've been playing the theme games. Which ones? <laughs> theme games, you know, like Two Point Hospital and Two Point Campus.
1: No, yeah, I love uh, I love those games. I love Two Point Campus. I, uh, I find the, the prison architect type thing a little bit, it's, I don't know. It's really not <laughs>
0: dystopian. You have to care for your prisoners, and you have to make sure, you know, that they're happy. You have to make sure they're not rebellious. You have to, you know, but you also have to be strict. So there's sort of like that that balance going on in which you don't want to be authoritarian but you also don't want to be too loose cuz people will escape and people will have fights in the courtyard and that sort of thing. And the AI is supposed to be incredible. The prisoner AI. So There was another game, uh, what was that game that was you trying to break out of prison? Cuz there's another it wasn't Prison it was Architect, it was a different game. Oh, the Escapist. The Escapist. Yes. Yeah, the escapist. You remember that? You know that game? This is the reverse of that. There you're a prisoner, and here you're the, uh, you're the warden. Anyways, we're moving on to game news, and uh, we're going to get depressing right now. City Skylines 2 community is getting more toxic, and this comes from some video games SI. Uh, Colossal Order, the developer of City Skylines 2, has returned from the holidays, and one that includes a bleaky blog post by the company CEO Marina Halakanen. On the state of the game, her first address of 2024 reiterated that mod support would be the highest priority for everyone in the team at the moment, but pr- upgrades to stability and performance of the upcoming console version were progressing in parallel. Halonen uh, stated another patch would be released ahead of the mod editor's release, with the focus on fixing the simulation and visual errors. However, the large part of the blog covers the topic of toxicity in the community, which has been getting worse since the controversy around City Skylines 2's launch last year. Last but not least, but we have seen a growing tendency of toxicity in our community, something we have not experienced to this extent before, not only towards our devs, but also our fellow community members, resulting in people hesitating to engage with the community, the CEO wrote. Halika Anan hasn't touched on this topic for the first time in this latest blog entry, as she herself admitted. Since previous steps calming the community down failed, she asked for a user's opinion on what steps should be taken. Next, should we add more moderation, or is this the only option to pull back our engagement on our end? How can we make sure the community is a safe place for you to share your thoughts and hopes for the game?
1: Yeah, this sucks. Like that's that, very unfortunate. It it doesn't I don't know. Like I I've never seen the city's too flubbed it that bad. You would think that the way that some of these people respond to it, it was like the worst thing to ever happen to cities.
0: Yeah, and it's and, not broken, at least not for me. And here's the yeah. thing about PC gaming: there's a lot of people who try to do it with a, a hard drive and uh, and six megabytes of, of RAM.
2: You know. Yeah, there, there there are people that are still trying to run games on Windows Seven that have been that they've been told only run on Windows 10 or 11 and they're still trying to make it work on a previous operating system. Or Windows XP, for that matter. Yeah.
1: And the problem is that there's probably a ton of folks out there that just like cities and just want to enjoy the community and just want to have a good time building their dream metropolis. And they just get drowned out by these fucking salty losers that have nothing to do but fucking scream about how graphics... Or fucking not perfect sixty fps, rah rah rah, and it just it sucks. It sucks that people that just want to enjoy this get drowned out you. so much that the that the that the devs themselves have to say, "Cool your jets."
0: <laughs> There's a lot of entitlement going on, and a lot of these people are under the age of twenty two and have no real problems either. Mm-hmm you know when all you have are video games then that becomes a big problem and i'm waiting for them to get a job and worry about getting fired and have to deal with paying for rent then we can see then you can you can cry and whine and i'm going to guarantee when you're dealing with real problems you're not going to cry and whine about a video game it's not yeah. that it's not that important in your life and it's
1: not that bad. Like, it, it, in fact, it's... I'm loving it. Yeah, I've, I've been having a good time with it. I hope that, uh, I hope that they figure out this toxicity problem, because there's a lot of folks out there that just want to have fun. And I hope that those people can enjoy themselves in the community without some bad apples trying to spoil the bunch.
0: Yeah, but, you know, this is how Gamersgate gets up, you know. Gamergate, not Gamersgate, because Gamersgate is a store front. <laughs> I yeah. always felt bad for them. Gamersgate has to share a name with Gamergate. Yeah, it's a video game. Get over it. You know, I'm really tired of people just keeping on attacking Starfield too. It it's so coordinated, it's sort of like no, Microsoft doesn't care so long as they make money. I don't give a shit about your, your, your review on Steam. They don't. If it makes money, guess what? It's a win for them, and you can suck it because it mean, it tells them there are people enjoying Starfield that aren't you, and they're going to cater to them and not you. That's what, that's one of the problems I have with Game Pass is that anybody can plop a review on it if they have Game Pass. So you have these trolls who keep on downvoting these games, you know, especially indie games, which are really good, but they have to download. You have to wait a bit for the actual real reviews to pop in. I you know they should do uh, they should take a, a page from Steam and just show how much time someone's played on a game when they post a review. That's it. Just show them how much time they played, and you'll see. Oh, this person's played point zero zero one hours of the game. Oh, we should trust their review.
1: Yeah, and I <clears throat> and the fact of the matter is the loud like these loud obnoxious people. They're not the majority they don't speak for everybody they think they do they're entitled to they they're entitled and believe they do but really it's mostly just annoying you know what it <laughs> reminds me of
0: i learned that um you know all the uh release the snyder cut shit you know yeah. that those are mostly bots and Zack snyder just encouraged these people to uh, uh, other people uh, his followers to harass people then had bots what's it called posting the uh, posting these hashtags, you know. It's like and you wonder why Justice League, the extended cut, made no money. You can't you can't yeah. make money that way. It's sort of like it reminds me of Sony try to get on it's Morbin time and re release Morbius and oh wait, it didn't make a money. Because it's a fucking meme. No one's gonna go watch your movie for the meme. No one cares. I mean, Microsoft sure. Microsoft's been in the game long enough to know if it's making money then it's doing something right. Anyways, uh, we're going to move on to the next item. Go ahead,
1: uh, TJ. Okay. Twitter ends NFT profile picture support. From Check News. It would appear that Twitter, now known as X, is shutting down its support of NFT profile pictures on its social media platform. While Elon Musk originally took Twitter in a direction that supports cryptocurrency and NFTs, the hype of non-fungible tokens in general has died down quite a bit since. The removal of NFT support from the Twitter premium pages marks another group of group withdrawing from the once popular commodity. Twitter's removal of NFTs from its premium subscriber information page was spotted via TechCrunch. Originally under the, head, originally under the header features available to every premium tier, there was a, quote, create a community section that, in, that explained how you could set an NFT as a profile picture after linking Twitter to a crypto wallet. The user's profile pic would would then have a special hexagonal border to signify that it was a confirmed NFT. There were further mentions of NFTs, exactly how to set them as profile pics, and other details about their usage on Twitter, as preserved in a previous version of the page on the Internet Archive. All mention of NFTs have now been scrubbed from the live page on Twitter's support website. Some users may still have hexagonal bordered profile pictures, but it remains to be seen if it will last much longer. Man, and this coincides with the fact that uh, GameStop also killed their NFT marketplace today. NFTs are just dead on the vine.
2: You know, Square Enix ends their little NFT game. They did.
0: They did. Now they're all about AI. They're all – no, they just leapt to a new thing. It's like, we're going to try this – Oh, boy, and there was so much news about AI and voice uh, when SAG-AFTRA made a deal with video game companies, and this one other company illegally uh, copied uh, this uh, voice actor's voice, and he went and everybody went ballistic on them. You can't do that. It's, you know these NFT guys and these crypto guys and these uh, and these AI guys don't seem to understand what copyright law is. <laughs> they simply do not. They think if they have an NFT or something, they own that NFT of it. No, they don't. You don't. You own nothing. You know what you own? You own a web. You, you own a URL. That's all you own. And I could put whatever I want. I could put a dog shitting, uh, a video of a dog shitting, and replace your, replace whatever content you have there, like your your bored ape, and now your NFT is just a dog shitting. All you own is a, is a web address.
2: I'll yeah. never forget that story about those guys that bought a first edition of Dune. And they thought they owned uh, the rice and they're going to destroy yeah, it. They, they scanned it and then destroyed it. They want, it. No,
0: they wanted to. <laughs> they were stopped from doing that. Because yeah. they found out, wait, we don't own the rice to Dune?
2: I, I just don't know how they got to that conclusion. That was just amazing. They're white suburban idiots. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Most of these NFT guys are white suburban idiots middle class they're not rich and they're not poor so they have enough money that they wish they were richer but they're not not poor so they can't buy useless shit they have to worry about other things and they're very materialistic and all they want is money 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 you know and they are the clarion call for grifters everywhere grifters look at them and say yep there's my meal ticket this is the only way that elon Musk isn't isn't destitute right now is that he twice did pump and dumps on bitcoins and bitcoins are being artificially kept alive by companies that need bitcoins to be a thing, you know, but slowly, slowly, hopefully they'll just run out of money to back
1: it. So we can get rid of bitcoins too. Who knows? It does. It definitely does seem like every bit of hype that they had just four years ago is now just, dust in the wind <laughs> it never mattered
0: well it's it, like it, Enron. It, if if you're built on nothing eventually people are going to realize you're built on nothing mm-hmm. look at the south sea company that was built on nothing you have three ships going to the americas once a year yeah you're not going to make money on that but john blunt kept on pumping that that lottery pumping it pumping it pumping it, pumping it so people you know they it's so easy to to do a grift. I mean, Ponzi made it easy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's sad. It's sad for all the. Well, I mean, uh, it, uh, it, it is sad to a certain degree, but also the those people bought into it. And like, you should always do your research for it before investing. And the the thing that they they
0: want. No regulation and they didn't realize no regulation meant yeah, you can get ripped off easily and there's nothing you can do about it. No one's gonna help you. Yep. If my bank goes if if, if Citibank goes bankrupt, the FDIC is gonna make sure that I get all my money
1: back. Do your research before you invest. FOMO is the worst investment policy.
0: <laughs> there is an old, old saying, a fool and his money are soon parted. Yep. If it seems too good to be true, it's too good to be true, and there's no such thing as a free lunch, research, and um, you know, if something's based on nothing, you're not going to get anything. Also, um, the number one thing actually is never invest without understanding that you might lose everything. Never invest anything that you can't afford to lose. Because uh, I'll tell you something, you cannot make money on the stock market unless you have $100,000. If you don't have if you have less than $100,000 you're not going to make anything. You're going to lose it all. You have to have a large investment portfolio before you start investing because then you can afford to lose a bit. You'll still you know it, it's it's like doing slot machines, you know, you keep on popping the coins until you get a jackpot. A lot of times you're going to start running out of coins. You have to be able to keep pumping those coins in before you get the jackpot. Anyways, and if things NFTs weren't a terrible idea, I mean being able to carry things over in multiple uh you know in multiple scenarios would be nice, you know, but then what happens is that it became a commodity instead of instead of a thing uh, instead of something that you owned you know no one ever buys bit bitcoin to buy anything it's an investment, and that's why the s e c has gotten in and why uh binance is about to get nutsacked, you know mhm-. And thank God for that you know uh, one thing I'm gonna tell our listeners hey uh, go go watch the 30 uh, uh, the 30 under 30 criminals because a lot of times 30 under 30 of Forbes's lists if they're not actors they're scam artists that's sandbank Ben freed Elizabeth Holmes uh, that guy who made the truck that was powered by gravity and not you know they're all there. They're all there. You re- look at these past lists of 30 under 30 and you say, oh, that one's in jail. That one's in jail. That one's in jail. That was convicted. <laughs> that was in jail. I'm serious. Do it. I mean, there's an entire group that talks about the 30 under 30 jail people. Anyways, let's talk about let's talk about something nicer. Go ahead, uh, Scott. OK, Naoki no
2: Yoshida. Na- Naoki Yoshida thinks Final Fantasy 17 should be directed by someone new. This is from Eurogamer. Square Enix is Naoki Yoshida thinks Final Fantasy 17 should be directed by someone new to make a game with challenges that suits today's world. Yoshida was interviewed by Sony's uh, Shuhai Yoshida on the Game Makers Notebook podcast and candidly discussed development of Final Fantasy 14 and 16 as well as the future of the series. When jokingly asked if the directing Final Fantasy 17 Yoshida replied that nothing has been decided yet. I've had the chance to work on two of these, fourteen and sixteen, so maybe it's time for someone new instead of having the same old guys handle the next one, he said. As for what direction the next game could take, Yoshida quipped it could both be real time action and turn based battles, alluding to a split in the community, or go to the other extreme and returning to turn based pixel art roots. Yeah, that's Scott's that. Yeah, I was about to say that's what Scott wants. <laughs> that's that's what I want. But uh, I guess, but we're, we're,
0: we already have Sea of Stars, and we're getting uh, Aiden Chronicles 100 Heroes, so at least yeah. there's
2: that. Uh, he then replied more seriously, I'd like to see Square Enix use this gained experience from 16 to continue challenging ourselves in the action engineer to make what we haven't made yet, with even greater storytelling, emotion, and impact. Is our next game going to be another weighty, serious fantasy, or maybe a grand adventure story for a younger audience? he asked uh, before concluding it's more fun pushing the limits next up cbu 3 is working on dlc for final fantasy 16 which yoshida said is certainly story driven and not just extra gameplay as the first part echoes of Fallen, he's already proven later this year the team will release uh, dawn trail the next expansion of final fantasy 14
0: by the way today uh, microsoft accidentally released um all their plans for um, beta testing uh, Final Fantasy 14 and all that stuff. And then like a few hours, later, I said, oops, sorry, we weren't supposed to say that. And they just took it away. Again. <laughs> We're not supposed to say that just yet. So TJ, yeah. what do you want from Final I, Fantasy 17? You know,
1: as much as, okay. So I, I'm kind of split cause I want more stuff like Final Fantasy 16. I also like stuff like uh, Octopath Traveler 2. I kind of just wanted them to continue on this path where they're doing this very, very. Se- like, you got the big wigs that. Uh, you got the executives at Final Fantasy uh, Square Enix doing this thing with Final Fantasy 16 where they're taking it in a massively funded directions. Um, but it ends up with, like, a kind of Devil May Cry story where I actually enjoyed. I don't know. I enjoy doing combos with Clive with the different gods. I also very much enjoy playing just like a tip, uh, a, an old school retro JRPG. And I hope that they continue this path of pixel remasters and 2D HD uh, games, alongside like AAA, quadruple A versions of Final Fantasy.
0: Keep in mind, uh, Sony paid for this, so it's what Sony wants, not what necessarily what square enix wants
2: sure Mm, that's a good point but i i i i think tj brings up a a good point as well that i agree with him um that the square enix has a variety of games that they're developing and working on they're bringing back a visions of mana game which looks great and i think everyone's gonna love that um but, you know i don't think that means they'll never make another pixel game it just might not be final fantasy pixel game just maybe it could be another, a spin off it's like final yeah, fantasy they could do a remake. They, like, uh, they could do there's a lot of stuff they could do i mean they they, you know, made, they I, made a mobile game a final fantasy mobile game which is really popular by the way i thought they had one yeah yeah they did and it was really yeah, popular like, mhm uh but i mean like i'm sure they can continue um yeah, like you said, uh, remaking some of the older games, maybe like a Dragon Quest 4 remake after Dragon Quest 3 comes out, which is also Pixel. Um, and they... And I remember they made Dragon's Quest 11, a Pixel version of that, which was just crazy. So I mean, who knows what they can do? I don't think they... they, they I don't think they have abandoned Pixel. It's just that they have a, a variety of things that they want to pursue in the different game types and I don't know. I mean, Final Fantasy 17, I would love to see be a pixel, turn-based pixel game, and I guess maybe it's on the board of possibilities, but, you know, if it's not, it's alright, you know? There's other games I'm sure that they can have be pixel-turn-based games, like TJ was mentioning, Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy. They also did Live Alive, so there's lots of options.
1: Yeah, and the more they keep that variety alive, the more players they're going to be keeping along for their ride. Because like, Mm -hmm. I know that there's folks that have no interest whatsoever in Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy 15 to Final Fantasy seven remake to Final Fantasy seven or 16. There's folks that just aren't interested in that action heavy combat style, but there are a lot of folks that are kind of getting into square Enix because they are into that more action oriented style. I mean, the I would I would even go as far as to wager that a zoomer today that has played Final Fantasy VII remake would would very I don't know I I want to say there would be like a fifty fifty chance that they would sit down to a classic Final Fantasy VII and absolutely hate it because of how like it would feel slow for one thing, but you get them in the door with the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they might explore that stuff, and it's and it's a shared conversation for all of us to have, and I think that's good for the community.
0: Finally, uh, Rocksteady reportedly worked on a non-DC game before Suicide Squad. This comes from some PC Games' end. As Rocksteady Studios, Studios is working on its upcoming comic-expired adventure, a new report seems to reveal that the developer allegedly never planned a Superman game. Instead, it reportedly may have been developing a non-DC multiplayer game. That's right, Suicide Skill, the Justice League, may not have been a follow-up project to any Clark Kent-based superhero game, and as previous rumors implied, a recent report claims that the following Batman Arkham uh, Knight's massive 2015 release, Rocksteady took Arkham VR on the, alongside another an unannounced multiplayer game which was alleged, allegedly set in an original franchise rather than DC Universe. The Bloomberg report offers no other information regarding a supposed shelved original project from Rocksteady. It does, however, address the rumors of a possible past Superman game from the developer. Calling it a rumor that won't die, the article states that a widespread allegation seems to have stemmed from James Stickfield's 2020 post on Twitter. Stigfield now says the information he received about a Superman project has its studios mixed up. I'm going to say that's bullshit because I talked to Rock City 3 back in... Uh, Whenever it was that Arkham City was out, and I discussed the Superman game with them, so yeah, they did have a Superman game that was planned. Mm-hmm. The fact it's bullshit that they uh, that they wouldn't have had that. Um, I can believe they might have been also interested in making a non-DC multiplayer game, but then again, Rock that would be way outside Rocksteady's proven. Uh, you know, I mean, they basically do. Uh, third person action adventure games. You know, I've never seen them do a multiplayer game. Well, they they have multiplayer modes for Batman, but I'm just saying about multiplayer game, like in that way. But no, they were working on a Superman game. Trust me, they were. Just never really got past the the conceptual stage.
1: Yeah, like I really want a. It, w- it would be so cool for somebody to that gets Superman to do a Superman game, and See, not have it shelved by
0: (laughs) the problem with a superman game is that you have to find a way for the game to be challenging with superman who has all of these abilities and there's ways to do it you can have him on war world you know you can have it in in a magic situation
1: there's any number of things have i ever told you my billion dollar superman game idea okay the the game would be that Superman is exactly as powerful as Superman should be, but the challenge is, is, is having are,
0: damaging things. Yeah, they they tried that nope, with a nope, Superman nope, game. Nope,
1: nope. Well, hold on. Let me let me cut. Hello. To choose what crimes and hold on, hold hold hold. You, you have to start to. over again
0: because you 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 out there.
1: Oh, the challenge would be that as strong as Superman is, you have to choose what events and crimes you respond to. And if you don't keep the and if you don't keep the goodwill of like factions like citizenry the press the police the politicians the leaders then you start to lose and if you lose the and if you lose the trust of the people your game is over as Superman
0: yeah they've tried that before with city health yeah
1: um. Yeah, I, but like this would be this would I'm talking about an immersive like I get that like, I,
0: I get what you're trying yeah. uh, trying to say. I mean, it's not the first time that that's been brought. As a matter of fact, that's what I talked to um, Rocksteady about. You know,
2: I thought it was a good idea.
0: It is a good idea, yeah, I mean, but it's 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 been tried. Um, what might be what might be interesting is if you just have a situation
1: you in have which to fight like Lex Luther plans and, and things like that, but. Like, I feel like the Superman being on the people's side is is what makes him like the challenge that. of trying to fit in with humanity is what makes Superman cool.
0: Another thing is that you could always have it so that Superman loses all of his powers and he has to regain them, which is basically what you do when you have a level, you know, when you have level progression and you have to choose, you know, and you can incorporate all of that city stuff. It's just that things get easier, but things also get harder at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, too. Like, there are a few different routes that can be done with Superman. I think that uh, there's plenty of things that folks could do. It's just a matter of whether executives would let them do it. The problem with Superman, his only real problem is flying. Because when you give
0: someone that kind of mobility, then you can break the uh, landscape. That's the problem they had, by the way, with the Flash game that went into beta, uh, got as far as beta. The Flash game looked really cool, uh, because when you got faster, things went in slow motion, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I feel like Prototype did a good job with speed and being able to run through an entire city really fast.
0: And again, um, I might be the only person who's optimistic about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, Oh, they recently announced that the first DLC for, for that game will be Guess Who? Yep, the Joker. Because it's Rocksteady, and you have to have, Rocksteady can't cannot have the, not have the Joker in their game. Mm-hmm. I wonder where he where the Joker is in this scenario. Because in the Batman games, uh, he was killed in uh, in Bat- Arkham City, if I remember correctly.
1: They but confirmed that had- that this they recently confirmed right that this is like. Yeah, it's right there. They they, this is after the Arkham series, so like this is in that universe, so he's definitely dead.
0: Then again, there's alternate realities. I mean, it, DC has tons and tons of, and it's not like the Marvel thing in multiverse in which oh, a popular character was killed. Don't worry, we're gonna re- just have his his alternate self there. Um, Justice Two does it really well. It's just that everybody has alternate versions of each other. That's why you have same characters fighting each other, or characters that should be dead fighting.
1: How would you feel if they went the route where they have Nightwing become Batman? I wouldn't mind it. Um,
0: they had stories like that.
1: Yeah. Not I, in the Arkhamverse, but... Is that it's happened before. But I don't think they've set it up in this universe. No. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see because... Um, Unless I'm mistaken.
0: Rocksteady, for all their faults, uh, I mean... They're okay at action. I mean, they invited the entire, you know, Batman Arkham style combat. But what their their best ability is storytelling. And I'm not talking about the stories. I'm talking about the way they tell stories. So I know at least it's going to be very interesting to watch. I just hope they don't have uh, every female character is beaten the shit out of, like they had an Arkham Knight. It was, that game was borderline misogynistic. hmm the game was borderline. It was disgusting at some points. Anyways, but I am looking forward to it. I am not one of those people who's going to auto-hate something, just cause...
1: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what people say about it when it's finally out in the wild, because it it has been through the ringer as far as press goes.
0: Anyway, uh, look for our show notes at gamingpodcast.net. we history news and our gaming history articles. We enjoy your feedback. So there's comments at our blog at GamingPodcast.net. Also, stuff like Facebook.com slash GamingPodcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us some iTunes comments or actually Podbean. Uh, Podbean is a lot more stable right now. I don't know what's going on with, with iTunes right now. So, Podbean. Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter at JonahFalcon.com. Um, what am I saying? At Twitter, at JonahFalcon.
2: You can find me at Johnny Chugs. You can find me at CharbonBorre.
0: And we will see you next week to talk about eating Pokemons.
2: Happy gaming, everyone. Have fun. Be cool. Play games, y'all.